Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gamers Advocate. My name is Adam Bankers, and I'm Bill Roberts, and we're just two coworkers who pretty much every day talk about the new games that come out, the brand new news, and all the good stuff that is happening in the world of not just gaming, but technology, entertainment, and pretty much anything else that comes up. Pretty much anything that uh, any casual gamer, any anybody that's interested in pop culture is going to enjoy, we're we're there with you. Yeah, without a doubt. And that's kind of the whole idea of this podcast, which we want to decide. We're not in the industry. We don't get review copies of games. We don't get any special treatment. We're just like every other gamer out there who is has working hard and is trying to get that paycheck so they can get that next fix of Call of Duty. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, we got to pay for our games. We don't have anyone sending review copies. We don't get free shit. Um, it's pretty much... We have to decide what we're going to spend our money on and hopefully not waste our money on, just like you. Yeah, now granted, hopefully we can get to that point, but that's the thing. We want to bring you guys along for the journey. We want this show to be about you. We want to bring in the community. We want you to to ask questions, and we want to bring you on the show and feature you, and we want to make you a part of this conversation because we are the Gamers Advocate, and we came up with that name because we want to be the voice of the gamers. We want to let people know how you feel because... We're just like everybody else, and we think we should be heard. Yeah, so don't screw it up out there. <laughs> exactly. you got a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> so next, I, we kind of just want to get a little bit of background of us. Um, I'm a 24-year-old and graduated from college a couple of years ago and just do a lot of good things around. I'm kind of an IT coordinator at a pretty good-sized company. And how about you, Bill? I used to be a 24-year-old as well. Um, He's about 900 years old. <laughs> oh, older than that. Um, I I also work at the same company, and basically I'm your average everyday go to work, go home, and casual gamer, uh, ex musician or not I should say, partially retired musician. He still know. likes to rock out. Yeah. Not guitar hero either. <laughs> Real stuff. Um, and also we kind of just want to go in since we are a, this is a video game podcast. Bill, what are some of your favorite games? Um, some of my favorite games are actually kind of all over the spectrum. I'm a huge college football fan, um, both watching and playing the game. Um, it's not perfect, but it's the only one we got. Um, like Resident Evil 4 Great is game. probably my all-time favorite. And uh, I love Civilization Revolution. It's one of those one-more-turn-like-crack-type games. And uh, XCOM's really... Oh, kind of yeah. in that same vein now, too. For sure. And I have some of, I would say, not necessarily the easy answers, but pretty popular, just because I have some good history with them. My Pretty much my first memory in gaming was The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. My dad got me an N64 and that the special edition version that had a gold cartridge. And I just remember playing that game. And really one of my first memories is that first boss when you face Queen Goma. I know it was a big circular cave, but I thought it was the longest hallway ever. And my TV's brightness was turned down, so I was just walking into a wall for hours, getting lost, and I couldn't even figure out what I was doing until I just had to look up and shoot that stupid spider in the eyeball. What about Barbie's Horse Adventure? You know what? I I like that game, okay? You didn't just like it. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. And also, I love Final Fantasy VII. That's another game where I started playing it, and I wasn't really a big fan of it, but once I saw some of my friends play it and really got into it, I dove back in and just never turned back, and I've loved all the Final Fantasies, except recently, but we could have a whole podcast about Square Enix and all the things that they have done. And also, really lastly, is more recently, the Mass Effect games. I'm pretty much obsessed with those games and just loved everything about them. And I know the third one had some controversy, but 
I enjoyed them a lot. Me too. I'm halfway through the first one. <laughs> and I've been trying to get him to play. So you people out there, just tell him to play these games already. They're amazing. Well, I, I used to be in a lot of online dynasties in uh, NCAA, which I've really cut back so I can get other games in. Um, but uh, that's a big one to go back and start <laughs> For now. sure. So I kind of just want to give you guys a little heads up about what today's show is going to be about, and more or less every other show. Um, we like to go into a little bit of the news discussions because obviously... It's relevant, and we're going to be talking a little bit about the Wii U, Grand Theft Auto, and all these other big games and big news that come out in um, the industry. But we also have a segment that my co-host here came up with, and if you'd like to explain it, go right ahead. Uh, the segment is called The Devil's Advocate, where basically we're going to pick a subject each week, and each of us is going to take an opposing view on it, and basically try to plead our case to convince the listener who's right or wrong. And uh, you know what? You guys can decide who's right and who's wrong. And that's the thing. A lot of times, like let's say we're pro-Vita, anti-Vita, pro the new Star Wars, anti the new Star Wars that's coming out. There's there's a chance that we may both agree on the same subject, but we're going to take that different side to stretch our minds, stretch your minds, and kind of just get a different perspective on some topics that we may usually agree on, but just get our minds working. Exactly. And we also, of course, a big segment is going to be the user questions. And we have a couple today, but we really want to get more and feature you. And we'd like to feature you on our Facebook and Twitter pages and really make you a part of it and feel special because, really, we wouldn't be doing this without any of you because we are you and we're all the same in the same boat together and we want to have a good ride. Exactly. So let's kind of jump into, I guess, the first big news of the week. Well, actually, over a long time. Some may say that the next generation has begun. <laughs> Some may not. <laughs> that is very true. Um, I pre-ordered a 32-gigabyte deluxe version of the Wii U. Wow, well, that's as much memory as my iPhone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but they can expand that memory. Um, and I picked it up yesterday, and there's nothing like opening up a new system. It's like that new car smell, even though it goes by a lot quicker. But I enjoy I enjoy opening it up, and you could actually go on our YouTube page and watch an unboxing of it. So I tried, and my cat was in the background, so it was all cool and stuff like that. And I kind of dove in, and unfortunately it took about three, three and a half hours to download the day one update. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, yeah, the, a lot of the features, such as like some of the online features, the ability to with backers compatibility for the Wii, a lot of these things just weren't available until that day one update. And... Granted, it did take a long time, but once you get that update and go in, it's, it's easy to forget about th those things if the system is worth it. Um, Bill, have you tried out the Wii U yet? Uh, I have not. Yeah, well, I... There's really... Can I tell you why? Sure, go for it. The reason I haven't tried out a Wii U is because I used to have a Wii. Fair enough. Would you like to elaborate a little bit? <laughs> um, or I... Well, some people called it the Wii U. I called it the dust catcher. Um, I just... I, it wasn't there for me, buddy. Yeah, I know it wasn't very good for hardcore gamers. I know they sold, like, hotcakes, and everybody's grandma and daughter and son and baby was playing that thing. But for the gamers, like, I don't know, not necessarily all of us, but us hardcore gamers who are looking for those great experiences, it just really wasn't cutting it. But that's really another discussion. Maybe we'll get back to that later. But I just wanted to give a little bit of impressions of my experience with the Wii U. So after about four hours of messing around with it, I finally got to play it. I popped in New Super Mario Bros. U, and let me tell you, seeing Mario in HD after all this time is a pretty awesome experience. I mean, it's not mind-blowing, and it's not the greatest graphics ever, but 
seeing him in HD and all those like clean lines and the environments that are much more dynamic and so many more things happening, it's a it's a pretty awesome feeling. Well, that's cool. Just in time for 2013. <laughs> exactly. It took him long enough. But really, I would say the greatest part about the Wii U is that tablet. I was playing a few levels of New Super Mario Bros. U in bed. Now, my apartment, it's it's a two-bedroom, and the console, I would say, is about 20 to 25, 23 feet away from my bed. And I was laying in bed with a wall between it, and there was no discernible lag, no anything. It was perfect, and I would say the quality of the screen of the, the image that it was showing was about 85 to 90% of that TV. Now, it's not as good as an HD TV, but having that console game on your tablet, where you wherever you can go, is pretty. it's a pretty amazing thing. And some of those games, like Call of Duty has that, Darksiders 2, Madden, and it's a, it's a really amazing feature. And I'll give you that, because I, I, I can see where you're in the middle of, of this wicked team death match on Call of Duty, and you know the wife, the girlfriend comes in, and is like, I want to watch Real Housewives of some city. And you're like, oh, shit, no <laughs> thanks. And you're like, but I really want to watch, and it's on now. So I, to be able to switch over to the tablet and maybe, you know, stab your eardrum so you don't have to hear the show, um, I can see where that would be a plus. So yeah. I will definitely give you that one. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really great. And, like, that tablet, I mean, it's it's instantaneous. That's the problem with the Connect, especially, is that there is that one second, even maybe a little less than a second lag, but that's enough. I mean, you want no lag or you're going to notice something and it's it's going to take you out of the experience. I don't think it would for me. I've had a lot of concussions. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, some people are just a little bit more unfortunate. Um, <laughs> so another game that I played was Nintendo Land. Now, that's the game that Nintendo hopes will be the next Wii Sports phenomenon. And I think they're they're on the right track. I'm not sure if it has all the appeal of Wii Sports, but it has all the great characters that you've known and loved over the past 20 years, or I think it was 25 years, um, Legend of Zelda's in there, Metroid, Mario, Donkey Kong, Luigi, Yoshi, all these wonderful characters, and they're kind of given their own little spin, more cartoony, carnival-type level, but there's fun games, like the Legend of Zelda Battle Quest. You can, you can take your Wii Remote and do the sword fighting, which you know and love, but you could also take the, the Wii tablet and do archery and look through the tablet and get a really good view of a, of a bow and arrow. And with the Mario Chase, one person, I was actually playing with my girlfriend and she enjoyed it. You, well, The person with the tablet is Mario and he has to try and run away from Toad and some Yoshis and other people. And he has a whole view of the map and he can run away from these people while they try and chase him. And the people on the Wii remotes try and chase him, but they can't see the map. So it's it's kind of a different way to play these multiplayer games. Does it have bowling like like the Wii Sports did? No bowling. Unfortunately not, but it's it's kind of it's kind of going for, I guess I mean I'm sure there are going to be games that come out because yeah bowling was pretty amazing. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Yeah, but they, I think they were trying to go a little different. I don't think they wanted to rehash on that. Oh, just that the bowling was actually something that was not only hilarious to watch people do. Oh, of course. But it was really fun. But if you think about it, on the on the Wii tablet, what would you do like? take the stylus and just flick up or something. It wouldn't be as... <laughs> well, going by what the Wii launch, you'd probably throw the tablet through the TV. If you... <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. And, I mean, they have some other good games, like Donkey Kong's Crash Course. You're like this little cart, and you ride through a Donkey Kong-themed level and try and get through all these obstacles, and a Yoshi's Fruit Cart where you have to draw a line to an exit, and you have to collect fruit 
but you can only see the fruit on the screen. You can't see it on the tablet, so you kind of have to play with your mind, and it makes you think in different ways, so it's kind of cool. Sounds yeah. like the 80s, but in <laughs> HD. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And another impression, just one thing that I'm not so hot about the Wii right now, is it takes forever to get into the system menus. If you want to change a setting, it takes 15 to 20 seconds. Every time you try and change an app, it's just it doesn't make any sense, especially when the tablet is so advanced technologically, but there's some things that still hold it back. So if you were to give it a maybe a letter grade, just based on first impressions, obviously that's going to change over time. What would be your initial first impression letter grade? My first impression would probably be a B minus to a B, I would say. All right. Because it's definitely not there. I think it will get there. I'm a big fan of potential, and I know I've been burned a lot. <laughs> well, and, and, and Wii, I know that's something a little bit and different things like that. Something we might touch on here a little later. Yeah, as there's well, a lot. Of, there's a lot of things, but it has promise, and there are things that say that it's the next generation. But right now, and that's another thing. If you ask me a letter grade, but I also I don't know if I'd recommend it to everybody, because for me, I love being kind of the first in line and getting these products on day one and experiencing them and being in that conversation. But for a lot of people, it's not really going to get much use for a while, you'd think. Uh, It's one of those things that, see, I did, as we talked about before, I I jumped and and got the Vita right away, Um, you know, because I had an image in my head of playing console games on a handheld, and it was going to be the same thing, maybe a little downgrade in graphics, but other than that, it's going to be the same. And then, you know, Uncharted was pretty good. Then after that, a bunch of games kicked me right in the nuts. Madden, oh, awful. Can't even talk uh, about College that. football didn't even come out, which is half the reason I bought it. Same yeah. with NHL. Um, and it's just been one letdown after another. I mean, there and there's a few decent games, but nothing that makes me like, oh, cool, the wife's watching a crappy TV show. Oh, I'm going to play this for an hour and, and lose myself in this. It's just not there for me yeah, yet. Of course. Of course. And now, just back, because we could talk about that for a whole episode, but let's get back to the Wii U. And we actually have a special guest here, uh, one of our co-workers, Jack Witt. How's it going, Jack? It's going pretty well, guys. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, just uh, putting my input on the Wii U. Uh, I'm going to have to side with Bill uh, for the most part. Oh, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the wait-and-see approach. Uh, have you played it yet? I haven't, I haven't played it yet. I have to I have to disclaim that uh, I've done a little research on it. I read about it um, a little bit. I know people are are kind of upset about the large download that you initially had to do to get the system running. Um, I know there's also limited availability, uh, just like with the Wii. Um, I, I'm a, tend to be a hardcore gamer, so I don't I don't really think that uh, I can jump in and get it or it's on my Christmas list uh, this year without without any kind of solid titles. Uh, you know, Mario's fine uh, for the kids. Um, you know, he can jump around and, and all that, but, uh, you know, I, I need a, a better immersive experience if I'm going to drop um, some some pretty good money on on a system. Of so. course, and it's I mean it's not as crazy as the PS3 launch, which was like five ninety nine or something crazy like that. But it's still a good investment. And now my thing about the Wii U is what I love is what is I see the potential because a lot of these games that are coming out right now, some of them are to the quality of the 360 and PS3. But I gotta admit, some games are not like Zombie U and some other games. They just don't match up to the level of our current generation of consoles. Now. But here's the other thing to think about. Resistance, 
when it came out for the PS3 back in 2006, I think it was, it didn't look all that great. And now you're getting games like Uncharted 3 and all these other games that are just blowing your mind and are just amazing. So basically what you're saying is the Wii U is going to be awesome in six years. <laughs> well, When we're playing the PS5. Here's, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is that the Wii had an inherent problem. It was stuck in standard definition. It could not get past that no matter how hard you tried because it was stuck in that 480p dead zone and the, I mean, the HD graphics just blow them out of the water. Now, uh, and here's another thing I'm not saying is that the Wii U is going to come close to the Orbis or the Xbox 720 or whatever it's called. But I think that it's a whole world of a difference when you're trying to compare SD to HD and HD to better HD. Yeah, but when when all things are considered, two two years from now, not not even next year when the new systems come out, two years from now, think of what the like you talk about the resistance to resistance three. Well, when the launch titles come out next holiday season, which you know that's when it's going to come out, what about a year from then? Then the Wii U is still, and I know graphics and all that is not everything, but also the processing power, of course. everything else that comes with it is going to be so much more advanced. I just don't know if the Wii U's got the the lasting power. Now, will it still be the best system to get for the young ones? Oh, absolutely. Um and they're going to be the Nintendo diehards. Like, my wife loves Mario. I mean, she prefers to play it on the handheld, like the DSL. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are going to have a soft spot for those games, too. But is it really going to compete when Halo 4 is out? When, you know, when Uncharted 4 comes out for the PS4 or Miss or whatever they decide to call it? I think, uh, you know, Nintendo uh, likes to innovate with uh, products, and it looks like they've they've tried here. I mean, you can have all sorts of doodads like motion controls, motion sense, uh, touchpads, tablets, you know, cameras on everything. I mean, that's fine, but uh, what it comes back to, for me at least, uh, you have to have a good gaming experience and uh, some immersive storytelling uh, to keep to keep people coming back. Like with Mass Effect, uh, they had, you know, three solid titles, in my opinion, uh, you cared about the character, the development. You wanted to drop, you know, another sixty bucks to to buy that new title. Um, I, I don't know how many times I can save the princess again, whether it be Mario or Zelda. Uh, for for kids, you know, who who haven't done that before. I know I, I loved Mario, and you know, when I was younger, and you know, it's it's family fun entertainment, and, and I'm sure it could be a really great system, and and I hope it is honestly, but. Uh, for for right now, I'm still still waiting and seeing. Of course, and I can definitely agree with the wait and see approach because Zombie U. I'm going to give a perfect example. Obviously, the graphics aren't there. Obviously, the mechanics aren't there. There's a lot of things that are wrong with that. But that's a launch game. Now, let's say they brought Zelda or Metroid on launch, and they were plagued by those problems Wasn't as well. Was Uncharted a launch game for the PS3? The first one. I'm actually not sure. Again, concussions. Yeah, uh, it's, it's possible. We'll have to look into that a little bit. But, but I guess what I'm getting at is, is, is the bottom line. It does come down to the games. Like personally, I don't even have a connect because well, part of it's because my wife already thinks I'm weird. So like waving and talking to the TV is not going to help my case anyway. Um, but two, I, it's all to me that stuff. The move control. It's all gimmicks. It's it's. I mean, they're cool. Like you said, like in, we've talked about. Uh, Mass Effect 3, you said the Kinect looks great in it. I think Colin plays in Madden, that seems like a cool idea. Yeah. Idea, But overall, if the games aren't there, the rest of it just doesn't matter. 
Of course. No, I, I could definitely agree with that. But I honestly think Nintendo's going in the right direction because they are giving you that Wii U Pro controller. They're giving you the option to have an actual like tablet that... With the, with the problem with the Wii remote is it wasn't as accurate as they were saying. Like, I dreamed the day when I could hold a lightsaber and have a true one-to-one experience, but that never happened because the technology was good, but it wasn't great. That's the same problem with Connect, same problem with Move. The technology is not being utilized. And if this tablet can be utilized, if you can control your inventory in Zelda and see those mini-maps and do all these other little things that don't force you to change the way you play, but supplement them which is the key. Like with the Vita, that's the biggest problem with the Vita. They're forcing these touch controls on that are ruining the experience. But with the tablet, if it's just inventory control, if it's like in Zombie U where you're being chased and you need to heal yourself and you have to look down to see your inventory, that can add to to the game experience. It can also take away. Of course. If it's not done right. Of course, that's the thing. That's what I think will be something that can be improved upon as time goes on. Which is why I'm not truly recommending the Wii U to everybody, but I do think it's a good system, and I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy that I got it so far. You know, honestly, I I'm gonna wait and see before I even consider it, and it wouldn't be till next year before I consider it anyway because you know I have to pay for it. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna wait till I get more information on the net, the new systems from Microsoft and Sony. Um, you know, if they come out swinging and, and blowing away with with what this thing can do, sure, same thing. Will the games be there at launch? Maybe, maybe not. Will it be backwards compatible? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but then I'll decide if, if spending the money on a Wii is going to be worth it long term. Of course. And I, I could definitely agree with that. But all i got to say is that I am I'm happy with the way Nintendo's going because Assassin's Creed's on there. Call of Duty Black Ops is on there. Darksiders is on there. And they're getting that support. And they're hoping... There was some news today that Reggie fils the president of Nintendo of America saying that they're trying to get GTA 5 on there. And if they can get those games and they can work those systems and really understand the the way that that system works, I don't think it's going to be take the same route that its predecessor did. It's a little telling, though, that they're trying to get it on their system when it's a no-brainer of on the course. other two. Especially when it should be next generation, so Plus, it should be no... the Wii U does not have... Black Ops Declassified. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Why don't we just... Do you want to go there? Let's, just, let's, let's go there. I Do you want my definition of it? Go for it. If you took garbage, added a turd to it, you would have Black Ops Declassified <laughs> for the PlayStation Vita, which is the biggest letdown of the year to me so far. Talk about a system seller. Talk about every single year Call of Duty outselling itself and having people line up for hours and no matter what the weather, all around the country, even the world. Talk about a system that has potential in the Vita that hasn't been realized because the games haven't been there and having a Call of Duty game that you can take with you on the go and have that experience whenever you want. I would be playing it right now while we're doing this. Exactly, and he wouldn't be a very good host, but at least he'd be having fun. But plus you get to say duty a lot. <laughs> and that's another thing. Like imagine if this Call of Duty, which it doesn't, with this let me say, can interact with your current version of Call of Duty. First of all Duty. Yes, Bill. <laughs> the uh, the PS three, let's say it even it doesn't even have to be a cross buy, which you get the PS three, you get the Vita as well. I mean it would obviously be great. But let's say I would the, have blown the doors off it. Maybe you couldn't play with the Vita versus PS three because that was too complicated, whatever it was. But imagine if you're playing on the PS3, and 
you're leveling up and all that stuff. And then, like we said before, your girlfriend comes in and wants to watch the most, the best TV has to offer. <laughs> the Housewives of Nantucket or whatever you watch. <laughs> Housewives of Sayuda County. <laughs> um, so, and then you could say, okay, honey, you can play it, of course, because you want to be a good man. And you pick up your Vita and you continue. And you continue playing that multiplayer. And it's it's continuing your level. It's adding up to your to your points, your kill-death ratio, your level, all your unlocks, and then you can go right back later and be, pick up right where you left off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in, and I'm just going to save you guys real quick. There are female gamers out there, <laughs> oh, and sure. I don't want to get you a bunch of hate mail. <laughs> like, Honey wants to come home and watch, you know. Oh, we're talking about specifically the ones we know <laughs> that live in the good. same house. Just disclaimer only. <laughs> no, there's, Thank you, Jack. There's a no, bunch of great girl games. In fact, my oh, wife sure. loves games. Yeah, my, my my girlfriend likes it as well. She was having a blast playing Nintendo Land with me. But yeah, back to Call of Duty. It's just what a missed opportunity. It's just yeah. It just boggles my mind. I mean, delay the game. I know they wanted to get it out before the holiday season and all that jazz, but what do you say? That that alone drives me nuts. If you know the game's not done, you're gonna sell a bunch right off the bat because it's the holiday season, of course. But then it's going to tank. Oh, if sure. you wait and put that game out when it's ready to be done, even if it takes the next holiday season, if you wait and do it right, that is going to sell and sell and sell. Sure. And it's going to sell systems, and it's going to sell other games. And, and all the, it's, it's greed. Greed oh, for screws sure. up so for many sure. games it's money. and so much potential. And that's another thing that screwed the developer of Black Ops um, nihilistic, which now is known by Instigate because they're going into mobile gaming they and stop doing all unemployed. these things. <laughs> but make, here's the thing: they made the Resistance Retribution, I think it was for the Vita, and it didn't get great reviews. I actually enjoyed it. I liked the mechanics, and playing a first-person shooter on the Vita was a pretty amazing experience with those two sticks. But you know that that game wasn't all it could be because they brushed them off and put them right on Call of Duty. And right. you see what happened: nothing happened. So they wasted that game, and then they wasted this game. Two amazing franchises that have millions of followers and lovers and they just shun them and they wonder why the Vita isn't selling well. They're not making Killzone, are they? They are. Are you serious? Yeah. Same developers making No, no, sorry. No, no. That that developer's out of that market. Okay. They're, they're they're going away. Killzone actually looks pretty cool. There was a trailer about that on there. So that that was pretty nice. Um but another little bit of news um about the Vita just since we're on that is PlayStation Plus. It just announced that on tomorrow actually they're going to be having some Tuesday, for all you listeners. We're going to be posting this a little late. Um, getting some free games, finally. Free games if you pay to be on their service. Of course, but well, that $50 fee gets you the PS3 and the Vita Plus. So you get 12 games on the PS3, and you get 6 games on the Vita, plus that cloud storage and discounts all over the PSN store. Now, are these all new games that just came out? One is. <laughs> Jet Set Radio. Oh, yeah, that came out in the 90s. Of course. But, you know, they're not going to give away free games for no, $50. I, I, no, well, then if it's $50, none of it's There's free. Or 60 whatever. Oh, yeah, I, right. But, no, that it, it, I will... It, I'm, I'm joking somewhat to, because that's what I do, so <laughs> suck it. Um, I know that they want to get some interest in the Vita, and they probably, in all honesty, need to take some attention away from the fact that some of the big hitting games didn't hit. It was swing and a miss on, on Call of Duty, as we've talked about. And even Assassin's Creed Liberation is just decent. It's yeah. fun. It, it's okay. It's not great. Exactly. It's fun, but it's not 
a system seller, which is what they need. Yeah. But I think I think that the with this PlayStation Plus, with this new cross buy that's coming with the Ratchet and Clank games and Sly Cooper, where you buy the PS3 and PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, which is coming out tomorrow, um, you get this the PS Vita game for free, which may not help the Vita. I mean, I think it will help the Vita, but I think it'll help the PS3 more because it's going to make people want both of them because you get two games for the price of one if you went to the 360. Right. And that, that's a smart move. They need to do that. They really need to do that um, bundling a lot of these games. Oh, for sure. You want to sell the Vita? And I just actually saw today that Ratchet and Clank for the Vita is getting delayed now. So is it that's really? another kick oh, in the Oh, I didn't even hear that. That's a shame. Yep. The, the PS3 game is still coming out on the 27th. Vita, who knows? Oh, well, but I'll say this. If it's getting delayed because they need to improve it, and they've maybe learned some lessons. I don't care if it comes yeah. out next March, if it's good. Unlike Call of Duty, which says, let's get it out, and then you come out with a big steaming piece of crap. Oh, every time I see a commercial for it, where they make it like, look what you can do on the go, and they show guys running with their Vita shooting at each other, I uh, yell at my TV like a really old man. <laughs> it's just, oh, that would have been so great. Oh, what a shame. Um, well, let's, t- tomorrow, since we were talking about it a little bit, is uh, the second coming of, or no, the third coming, I think, fourth of Super Smash Brothers. There's a lot. It's called of PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Uh. <laughs> okay, maybe not. I know I've, I'm being a little harsh because I do really, from everything I've seen and I've played the beta, it really does stand on its own. Did you play the beta for that All Stars? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, okay. Did you? Do you? Are you a Smash Brothers fan? Uh, never played it. Oh, okay. Well, I am a huge fan of Smash Brothers, and I've sunk many, many hours into that. And favorite is Pikachu. He's the man. And um, That's why I never played it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot Pokemon of good characters there. <laughs> um, and PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale is coming out with all your favorite PlayStation characters, and I really think that it could be fun. I think it's it's it, a good game. It, it 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 totally looks like a fun game. The the one the only reason that I really don't have those like like I love Fusion Frenzy on the Xbox. I love the party games. They just aren't something I'm gonna spend sixty bucks on. Just me personally, fighting games. And racing games, for the most part, I lose interest in pretty quick. Yeah. It's not that they're bad; it's just my personal taste. So I, th- it's one of those things where I'll look at it and I'll say, "Wow, that's probably a great game." Uh, I might not buy it now. now if I, I ge- see it oh, discounted down the road, that could be a different story. Yeah. And I generally agree with that. I'm not a huge fighting and racing fan, and I tried Mortal Kombat on the Vita, and I did love it, but I was kind of like Bill, where I my interest waned pretty quickly. But the thing with Smash Brothers is, first of all, it's characters and worlds that are lovingly crafted just like you remember and there's a great fusion of all these universes and even when there's that hokey story mode with all of your favorite characters interacting it's still a pretty cool thing and there's going to be a lot of collectibles and there's going to be a lot of good just nods and that will help you take a walk down memory lane with all these favorite franchises oh and i and, and believe me i that's one that like my wife and i would play together oh, and we sure. would have a blast with it for a while but then if then we'd go back to playing halo together yeah. halo is the the one game that sometimes settles arguments. <laughs> yes, definitely. Or, or like play Worms, uh, the new Worms Revolution, which is awesome. You know, yeah. we play games like that, and I love the party games. But eventually, it would be sitting on the shelf, and it's just sixty bucks for that. Doesn't doesn't do it for me yet. But I t- would highly recommend it for anybody that's into those kind of games, because from what I have seen, it looks like it's really well made. And you get the Vita version for free, so you can't really. Beat that's that. pretty badass. Now I know I'm not sure how familiar you are with it, but do you have any ideas of Maybe some characters, if you they 
join the fight, you would be like, oh my god, I need to play with that one. <laughs> Master Chief. <laughs> for the win! Master that would be Chief a for the win. impressive win. <laughs> Can you imagine the look on people's faces if oh that happened? Oh my god, that would settle um, a lot of arguments. I, I'm trying to think. A lot of the good ones are in it, but you know, I'd love to see something like uh, uh, Henry from Silent Hill 2. Um, yeah. I mean, just just random, <laughs> or, or even better, Pyramid Head from Silent oh, Hill. Oh, that, that would be good. That would be awesome. Um, I'm hoping for some Final Fantasy characters. Mason Cloud versus Sephiroth or some other of the fan favorites. I think that would be pretty awesome, which I'm kind of surprised those aren't in there yet. I think that's how you'd attract uh, a lot more people is, you know, with the characters because the Smash Brothers thing's been done and done again and again. I mean, I, I still have for the GameCube because I never traded my stuff. So uh, it, it's a quality game, and if you've never played a Smash Brothers, uh, get it. And I think I think that's the right way to go is attract it with, uh, with characters. Yeah, because sure. when you see these kids, and even not even kids, but gamers of all ages, when they see those characters that they grew up with and that they loved... Another chance to play with them and even maybe get a small cutscene story with some more of them is pretty awesome. I mean, if I got some more time with Cloud or Sephiroth or Tidus or Vivi or any of those Final Fantasy characters, I would love it. It would be great. So, yeah. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not so. Well, I'll, I'll invite him over and I'll kick his ass a few times and convince no, him to get I, it. No, again, I think it would, I would really enjoy it for a short while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it we'll see how it goes. We can we'll give trade you. it in. There you know, go. I mean, um, you know, you guys know me. I'm I'm big on that. Yeah, definitely helps. Um, well, I think it's kind of hard to have a whole show this time without talking about the m- biggest news of last week was the second trailer for Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh yeah, <laughs> it looks pretty ridiculous. This this is going to be a blast. Now, if if Rockstar follows suit, it'll probably come out next May, realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just from what we've seen now, this thing's going to be fantastic by the time it comes out. Now, that's a company that puts out games that are polished. Oh, for sure. Red Dead Redemption is one of my favorites. That was amazing. amazing. Game. Um, and the trailer looks like it's it's intense. It's got the rock star humor. Oh, yeah. Know, my favorite they part. Just, they just know how to bounce. how to play this game. As We're going to bounce now? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> if you haven't seen the trailer, when you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about. And another really great mechanic is they're, they kind of base this game on one of the favorite missions from Grand Theft Auto 4, which was the bank heist, and you have these three guys who you can switch between on the fly, pretty much. So let's say you have, the one that, the examples they gave is they were, I don't know, robbing someone or doing some mission, and one guy was flying a helicopter, and one guy was manning a sniper rifle, and one guy was going in there guns blazing. So you can switch back and forth and do whatever is your play style. Which is great, because if you suck at, at the flying mechanic on it, and you're going to just hit a bunch of stuff and wipe out every time, switch to the guy shooting. If, yeah, exactly. if, you, if you love the flying part, that's, I think that is a, a genius way to handle it. And especially that. if they integrate co-op into that, that could have... I mean, not that it has, has anything less than perfect replay value, but can add even more oh, to it. Oh, jeez, that would be awesome. Now, here's one thing to think about. Why isn't it a next-gen game? It almost looks like it. I know. <laughs> um, because I think... I, I think... They know that they've been working on this for a while. They can put out such a strong game on this system st- still. It's going to be out this year. I mean, let's face it. You know, people even even when a huge game comes out, you know, a few months later, people are st- still going to be looking for the next thing. So if this let's say it does come out in May, you know, by November, realistically, when new systems come out, the people that have to get that right away, they're probably going to have played through it. 
And uh, I know me personally, I won't trade in if I do get a, a next Xbox or a PS3. I'm not going to trade in the old ones just yet. Unless there's some backwards compatibility. It could be cool. If there's backwards <laughs> compatibility, that's a whole different thing. But uh, I traded in all my Xbox stuff and all that. And, you know, when Xbox launched, I had Call of Duty and a Madden game that I'll, I, I still have nightmares about. <laughs> now, what about some of the rumors that say maybe they're developing it for both? Well, I think that'd be insanely smart, and that would sound like something Rockstar could do. Now, let's say you bought it in May. I mean, let's say they didn't announce it, and they surprised that it's a launch title. Would you buy it again? It depends. It depends on... If like, what it, if it's just if it's 9, 10 out of 10, and it's amazing? And I think it's going to be that on the, yeah, on the Xbox. I do, too. I think it's going to be that either way, but if it's night and day advanced, as far as graphics-wise, I would consider buying it again, yeah. just because they're that... Uh, I knew it was going to be a kick-ass game. Especially with those three different characters. I mean, you could have a completely different game experience. and I mean, those games really never get old, especially with the way, especially the way this one's looking. Plus, I'd buy it again just for bounce. <laughs> We're bouncing now. <laughs> of course. Um, now, okay, so that's Grand Theft Auto. Obviously, it's going to be a huge success no matter what. People just love that game. Rightfully so. Um, but another game that I think would be a disservice, not to mention, is the Telltale series, Walking Dead. Yes, this is definitely one of my front runners for Game of the Year already, and I'm I'm so excited. In fact, you might want to scoot back. I'm pretty excited about the fact that the fifth episode, the season finale, comes out tomorrow on the PS3 and Wednesday on Xbox and PC. Yeah, and now let me tell you something. This shows that you don't need millions of dollars and a $60 game to have one of the greatest gaming experiences that people have had in a long time. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, this is up there with the Mass Effects and all these other games. It is just so well done. Yes, it is. I mean, the connection you have to the characters, to the little girl, Clementine, to all the choices you make and the situations that are so messed up. I don't want to go into any spoilers, but there are some things that just... Like, you're sitting there like, did they really just do that? It's all about writing, and and again, it, it comes down to a great game is a great game. Of course, doesn't matter of course. what system it's on. True. It doesn't matter what the gameplay mechanics are if it's done well. If it's done right, it pulls you into that game. And I've replayed some of those episodes to get every possible outcome. Although recently, I've heard a lot of people talk about uh, not doing that, and that they are actually enjoying the game more because some of that choices that you make come down to almost an illusion of choice. Of course. Um, which, to me, it's awesome either way. I, yeah. I want to see the other options, but for some people, just doing it once and just living with that... That's kind of what that's kind of what I did, and I've made some choices. Like, they show you the percentage of people that chose the things that you chose, and I've done some things that... Like, I play as a good guy, but there were some things that are just so morally gray and situations they put you in that are impossible to decide. And sometimes it's just in the heat of the moment... You take a decision that maybe it's not the popular vote, but maybe it'll help you survive in the end. And that's the game that makes you think. It makes you think about these decisions weeks after the game com- comes out. Oh, and especially with these episodic games that are, that are mind you, $5 each. Yeah, that... $5 every month to play one of the best games of the year, if not in longer than that. It, that's When you see that and then you're, and you see that, again not to beat it up more than it already deserves or we already have, but Black Ops on the Vita is a $50 game. Not, 50. not 40 like the 50. other high-end games. 
No, Activision wants an extra ten bucks out of you for that turd. And you know that people are going to pay it because they aren't. Maybe they don't look at the gaming websites. Maybe they don't hear it. But all they see is Call of Duty, and they're going to spend that fifty dollars on a game that's not worthy of that price tag. And everybody, that's why we're here to help. Exactly. <laughs> Call lines are now open. <laughs> I, I think. I think when people see uh, a price tag like that, they do expect perfection. But when you see, you it know, five dollars, and you're like, hey, you know, I'll give it a shot, and then you get sucked into this story. And I mean, when's the last time? You played a choose-your-own-adventure game that was so good. I mean, oh. you can you can you can get like twenty different first-person. Mass Effect. Yeah, you can get twenty different first-person shooters uh, right now, but this isn't a shooter. You don't need skill to play the game, uh, really. Uh, you know, there's there's just, it's just like a new, different experience, and I think that's also what makes it so great. And that's well, a, that's another great thing about. Well, first of all, it's the illusion. Another illusion. That this game, truly, if you want to see the end of it, is a $25 game. But people view it as a $5 game every month. Right. And that's a big thing. And that's another thing with these smaller episodic games or even these PSN or Xbox Live marketplace games, when they're coming out at 10 to 15 bucks. I mean, there was a time where you would say this game is good for a downloadable game. But now it's like this game is good compared to anything else that's out there. Oh, it's like I said, it's it's definitely a front runner for for game of the year oh, for without me. a doubt. And without when you put doubt. all five episodes together and it's still less than half of a retail game, Black Ops Declassified. <laughs> it's half the cost of Black Ops Declassified. You can buy a great game or a turn sandwich for the same price. It's crazy. It's crazy. Now no, I know we've been talking a lot about the Wii U and a lot of things like that, and this is kind of going to go into our first Devil's Advocate section, which we'd like to get to just to kind of give you guys a feel of what we want to hope to. And this is another thing where we want you to be involved with. We want you to give us topics about these Devil Advocate things and give us things that we wouldn't think about and discuss, and we want you to join the discussion. Tell us what you agree with. Tell us who you think won. Tell us any of those things. I think it's, it could be a great segment that can have a lot of good topics. Now, today's segment, since it relates to the Wii U, is about early adopters versus the wait-and-see approach. Now, I'm going to take the early adopter side because, in this particular case, it's true. Right. And I'm going to take the wait-and-see approach because, in this case, it's true. Now, we are going to mention the Wii U, but this isn't about just the Wii U. This is about iPhones. This is about droids. This is about other systems, TVs, even even just retail games. Right. Because this, this topic is a very broad subject that relates to a lot of things. Now, I am the kind of guy who loves having this this new piece of technology or piece of entertainment right when it comes out. I'm not as crazy as, let's say, Isaiah Triforce Johnson, who waited a month in New York City, even through Hurricane Sandy, to be the first person to get a Wii U, which is, you know, exciting. And I got a good feeling that Isaiah has to use a credit card to talk to women. <laughs> oh, poor Isaiah. <laughs> Sorry, but, buddy. But, but I'm the, come I'm, on. But I'm the kind of guy who who will wake up at 3 in the morning to press refresh 1,000 times to get a new iPhone. Or I'll if I hear that a pre-order is available, I'll rush to the store and try and be one of those people because I like being in that conversation. I like looking up the stats and dividing it by the number of people that are in the world and saying, hey, I'm like point zero 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 two percent of the whole world and I have this cool thing. I wake up at 3 in the morning if, if I have to pee. Um, no, but uh, see, I'm like on small things. Like with music, like when new stuff comes out on Tuesdays, with new albums coming out that I'm dying to get, I'll usually wake up in the middle of the night and just download it so I've got it ready to go on the way to work the next morning. But 
with something that you're going to spend that much money on, you know, I, if I was spending ten bucks on a, a CD, that it's no big deal. But if you're going to spend, and again, three fifty for the premium package for something that's going to have a couple good games, Mario game, awesome. But other than that, it's going to be waiting and waiting for good stuff to come out. For that same price, right now, you can buy an Xbox 360 with a 250 gig hard drive and a Kinect for the exact same price, and go out and buy tons of games. You can, I can get on GameStop's site and show you used games like Gears of War for two bucks. That's as good as anything that's out. Sure, most people have played it, but there's tons of great games under twenty bucks that you can find right now. That that's definitely true, but. Another reason that I'm kind of the early adopter is because I like, I mean, I, first of all, I like the feeling of succeeding and getting that pre-order and being like, there's going to be people who are going to be waiting for months to get this thing, and I'm going to have one securely. Another thing is that um, you are, you get you get that cool factor. When you pull out that new iPhone 5, people are going to look over and say, oh my god, is that an iPhone 5? Like, how is that? Like, oh my god, that's so awesome. And you get all the great new features and new things like that, and it's it's kind of, I mean, I know it, it gets down to maybe boosting your ego or having like a little thing like that, but it's a cool feeling being in a select group, a select club. I mean, it's kind of human nature. You like to feel accepted. You like to feel part of something, and that's kind of a very exclusive club you can be in. Well, and, and but then, then the reality sinks in when you you open up that new package and you set it up and, and I, I'm with you that's a great feeling it is cool but once you set it up and then you pop in Wii U that, that you've been anticipating and you're like oh crap it's not that good then once the Christmas morning effect wears off reality comes in and it's like okay now I gotta wait for all these games while right now on the Xbox and the PS3, you can play Dishonored, you can play XCOM, you can play... I know Assassin's Creed 3 is out for all of them, including the Wii U. But there's all these great games that just came out that are still just so awesome that that you can get right now. You don't have to wait till next spring or whenever these are going to come out. But now, let's step away from video games for a second and talk about iPhones. Talk about, I don't know, TVs. I know it's not as big of a case, but let's just talk about iPhones. Okay. Like, that's different, because the iPhone, you know Apple's going to put out a damn good product. And you know it's going to be really good. Even the other Droid phones that people wait for, I mean, that's that's a little different, because you're not sure. waiting for those games. Those features you get are in those phones. Well, and like, the, like I've got, you know, a 32-gig iPod that I listen to here at work religiously, in my car religiously, all the time that I love, and it's starting to go bad, and the brand new one came out. The thing is, it's starting to get to the point where, okay, yeah, it's a newer iPod. It's got Siri, which is cool because I want to ask all these stupid questions like, hey, Siri, why are my balls itched? You know, I mean, I want to, I'm an idiot. You know, that's, that's an important a, question. It's a very important question. I do want to know. Um, but I'm not going to go stand in line and wait for the store to open to get it. In fact, I'm not even going to get it before the holidays. You know, I got other things to spend money on. I would love to have it, but it, it's just. And that's just me. Maybe it's because I'm I'm a little older now. There was a time where I, the, when the Xbox 360 came out, I waited in line for midnight at midnight for that. I had a vacation day the next day, and I got one of the ones that died early. Oh, poor guy. Um, but Not, it didn't die that night. So that's good. It, but now, even when a game I'm dying for comes out, and they're like, "We're gonna have a midnight launch," and I'm like, "Not for me, sucker." I'll get it on my lunch break the next day if it's that awesome. But now let's let's t- step away from the big purchases. What about like a sixty dollar game? 
Now, let's say you want to buy Halo 4 and you get get it for 60 bucks, and you are in that conversation. And it's cool to be, it's like a TV show, like watching The Walking Dead. You want to come in that next day and talk about it yeah. and see what people thought about it, what maybe choices you made, what things happened. You're like, oh, my God, did you see that? And then sometimes you'd be like, eh, I don't know. But what if you're that guy, the wait-and-see approach? You wait a month or two months, and you maybe get it on Black Friday, you get it later when it's down to 40, 30. What side do you stand on that? It depends on the game. Um like Hitman looks good Far Cry 3 looks good those are probably next year buys for me I'll probably get them yeah but they don't speak to your soul what I did this fall because again last year as you well know I didn't hardly touch a lot of the good games that came out during the holiday because I was in so many online dynasties in football and I purposely got myself away from some of those to spend time with other games and now I've got this a bunch of them and what happened XCOM stood out so much that I've played so much time on that that I still haven't hardly touched Dishonored. Yeah, the backlogs are out of control. I, I mean, so so I'm cool through the holidays. I, I'm cool till yeah, the next big rush is going to come out in February and March with Bioshock, God of War. Oh, my God. Uh, it's just it never ends. Games. We used to have a nice break, but now it just never ends. Which, that's a nice problem to have. Yeah. First world problems. Of course. So <laughs> so that's kind of, that's the idea of Devil's Advocate. We just take a side. Now, like, I would love if you guys commented and let us know who you thought won or what side you take because we are interested in knowing if you're more like me and you like getting the things right away or you're like Bill and you like to wait and see and get them at less price when it's not as crazy and all those things. So, yeah, just, and please send us all your comments, feedback, whatever we want. We appreciate it. Um, we'd like to next get into kind of like our user section. We love having questions. We love having people ask us things on the spot and making us stretch our mind in ways that we didn't prepare for. And we have a few questions that some people sent in, and we'd like to just kind of see what we kind of felt about it. So the first question is from Jesse Maltzemacher. Um He asked us, hey, if I wasn't broke, I probably would be one of those people who are considering buying the new Wii U. So my question is as follows. Do you think the new controller tablet lends itself to the hardcore gamers, or do you think the configurations of the joysticks will make it harder to play games like Call of Duty or any other first-person shooter? Well, I think that's absolutely one you got to answer. I think so, too. It's a, I think it's a wait-and-see, or not a wait-and-see approach. It's a try-it. It's definitely going to take some getting used to because it's different from what you're used to. But it's a thing. If you stick with it, I think I don't think it's that bad. I think that... Especially like when you play Mario, the the way you jump and the way you move is different than a game, say Rayman Origins or anything like that. It's just, but once you get used to it, you get that feeling and you get that sense of control, which unless the controller is inherently flawed, you get used to it and you start to like it. Now, I'm sure it'll come down to preference, but for my short time, I think the controller will do okay. It's it's a, it's not too heavy, it's light, it has everything you need, and worst comes to worst, you can you put the tablet on the table in front of you, Coaster. you use it. Exactly. You could put the tablet in front of you on a dock, use it as a map, use it to change your out out um your gear, all those things, and then use the pro controller. So you can still use the tablet but not use the tablet. Now in games in some of those games like that, and again, since I haven't played it, I'm asking you. Can that be distracting to have to look down there to, to use that as a map when you're instead of the It TV can, game, but it could also out of the game? it can. If it's done wrong, but if it's done right, then it'd be perfect. I mean, well, like let's say GTA Five, if you have that mini map, like if you want to 
like let's say you're you have the mini map, you can even put it on the tablet or you can put it on the screen. But if you have that tablet right there, you can just click to like your destination or click to a hotspot or click to the next mission or click to one of your places you want to visit. It's so much more convenient than going into menus and taking you out of the game because it's all right there. So you can look down and do it quicker, especially once you get used to the system. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So that's that's unless unless you're in like a police chase or something like that. I remember in GTA's. When you're getting in trouble from the cops, you can barely glance in the corner of the screen <laughs> to true. see where you're at in the map because you're like, I gotta hide. Yeah. Oh, you know, I gotta watch out. It could also add to the tension, like we like zombie you. It could. It could. Yeah. I mean, it could. It could go either way. I mean, exactly. it's, it's, it's how you do it. It's how the developers use yeah. that system. Because I used to play actually back in the day, uh, GameCube, and then they had the Final Fantasy come out where you could connect your Game Boy Advance. Oh yeah. To uh-huh. the GameCube, I know what you're and I could see the map. I mean, it, it was okay. It, it wasn't, you know, anything revolutionary, and it and it didn't lend itself too much to the game. But hopefully, with this tablet being, you know, touchscreen compatible, I think it's got a camera on there too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's kind of funny when you're playing Nintendo Land in some of these games. You're like the person holding the tablet; their face will show up on the screen, <laughs> so you can see all their like crazy faces, like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, yeah, that was a very good question, Jesse, and we appreciate that that from you. Um, we actually had one more question from Jack. Would you like to read that for us? Uh, sure, yeah. Um, do you guys look forward to the day uh, where there are no game discs and just downloads? And I'm, and I'm uh, referencing uh, what I heard, that PlayStation won't have game discs anymore, and you're just going to be uh, downloading only. I am not looking forward to that, and here's why. Traded value. You can't trade in a game that you download, so you want to talk about being real careful about buying games. I know in their minds they're thinking, oh, we'll kill the used market. Well, I think you're going to make people a lot more picky about what they spend their money on because if I download a game that I'm just not into for very long and I can't do anything with it and it's stuck on my hard drive, the only thing I can do is delete it, no way. I will be a lot more apt to try out a game, even a $60 game, if I know that if it sucks, I can trade it within that month and probably get at least half my money back towards something else. And that, that would be a major issue with me. In fact, I'm not saying I wouldn't get the PS4 if that was the case, but, man, it would be it, it would take a lot. It would have to be some amazing games for me to do it. Now, let's say that, with if, let's say that which they're not. I, I seriously doubt they're going to go to it all digital because, first of all, there's some people in North Dakota who don't even have broadband yet and they're still listening to that oh, lovely yeah. sound Scott. of dial up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, um, one guy. that one guy um so there's still that that reach Sorry, of broadband and high speed is not there yet i mean it's getting it's much better than it was and i think they're getting there and i do appreciate the push but here's another thing what if with these playstation plus let's say with the ps4 it's included and you get these hour two hour long trials of the game and you can see if you like the game and you want to continue it Let's say they come out, I don't know if they would ever do this, but let's say they hear you and they put a promotion where you can trade a game in for, it won't be as much as GameStop, but you get, I don't know, $5 back, $10 back if you put it towards another game to do like an online trade back. How would that even work? I don't even know. They like take the license off your system and you get like a $5 credit. Um, I, I, <laughs> I mean, doubt I, they would ever do that. I, I guess that, that could happen, but I just, I don't know. I I want to be able to know that I can get rid of a mistake. <laughs> of course. But here's here's another thing. Let's say, like, I, I agree. I'm on the side of, I, I do like 
going to the store and buying a brand new game and opening up that foil, that wrap, and I, I having agree. that like, oh, I got this new game with me. It's so so great. But there is something to say about having like playing on the Vita and tapping, I don't know, uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale and playing it, and then pressing the menu button and then going right into Uncharted and then pressing it down and going to play Final Fantasy VII. There's a thing to say. It's so much more convenient. And I am like that, but as I continue to play these download-only games, it does get kind of convenient, which is human nature. that You like being as lazy as possible. It, eventually, it's going to go that way. It's Eventually, the hard drive is going to be so big that you're not going to be able to have to worry about, am I going to have too many games? It, it, it'll, it's going to get there, but I'd like to enjoy buying the discs as long as I can. No, I agree. I, I think that's... I think I'm the same way. I'm just... I'm... I'll, I'll say, as of where I was maybe a year ago, I'm a little more towards the side of not necessarily digital only, but a lot bigger push because I do appreciate that convenience and not having to get up and switch the disc and put it back and do all that stuff. And I know it sounds lazy, but it's just, it's sometimes just the way human nature is, sometimes will make you say, hey, you know what, maybe I don't want to play this right now because I have to get up and <laughs> do something active. Right. But then there's times where you're really comfortable and you do want to <laughs> play something else and you're like, oh, look at that, all the way at the other end of the room. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Ain't that a shame. <laughs> I call those weekdays. <laughs> so that's great. So it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously something that I think we're going to inevitably. Sooner or later it's going to be a system where I'm sure these game stores will maybe not go away, but just be a lot less relevant. Like something like Blockbuster. I mean, who uses DVDs anymore? I mean, it's Redbox and Netflix and all these instant streaming. I mean, I still love having Blu-ray discs, and it does look great, but when it comes to the point where it equals that quality and you have your whole catalog right on your TV, yeah. you know, that's, it's, it's, it is a really nice feeling, I've got to admit. As much as I don't want to admit it. Uh, I, think, I think GameStop feels that threat, too, because oh, for they're, sure. they're trying to get into iPods and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so they're trying to diversify just in case, you know, I don't know, five years down the line, you know, hey, there's no more used game market. There's no more discs. They're six months away from selling smoothies. <laughs> it's going to happen. The Sonic smoothie. They're going to be like, you want your nails did? <laughs> what, about, what about used games what about and massage? Deodorant for nerds. Because sometimes it goes in there, and I mean... Hey, we're not, we're not nerds. Okay. We're cool guys. <laughs> I'm just saying, some people in there... My mom says I'm That's cool. All. She told me that like twice in the last month. Yeah. Just for okay. the record. Right. No, yeah, she didn't. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that really kind of wraps up our first show. It's it's kind of a taste of what we hope this to be. And But that's the other thing. We want you to help shape this show. Right. We want you to say, we like the devil's advocate. We don't like your so much focus on all the news because everyone talks about that. Or we like your points. I mean, we want feedback. We want to be able to make this a show that everyone likes. I mean, obviously, we can't do that or we'll be having a different show every single week, but we appreciate the feedback because, like I said, we are like you. We are these everyday gamers. We are these people who have a 9-to-5 job who have to spend money and think of the risk-reward of spending $60 on a game. And we are not in the industry. We're just two regular, three regular guys working and loving gaming. And and as we move forward, you know, we're going to be talking about what we've played in the last week since the last show, or what we've been watching on TV, or movies we've seen, or, or podcasts we listen to. And, and you know, so 
we can expand this a little bit too, and, and we want to be able to do that. But again, it's we want you to be part of this, and we want to we want your input. Exactly. So we're going to make this a weekly show, hopefully, and do this every Monday night. And it's just it seems like a good time, and obviously things can change if people hate the Mondays, but <laughs> we'll have to see. But we we hope to do this and keep talking about the relevant stuff, but also bringing back some old games or playing some old favorites or talking about things that just make people think or talking about topics that are relevant or always Good to know. Yeah, send us your top ten list of games or top five list oh, of yeah, games. For send sure. us what you're playing right now. It doesn't have to be what just came out. It can be something that you found at a bargain bin that you decided was awesome. A Barbie's Horse Adventure. <laughs> it is a great game, must tell you. You get to jump over things oh on my the little God. horse. They're, new, they're the new sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Pay us one million dollars. Well, wait, uh, I think we should take a second to uh, thank our sponsors. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Thank right. you, Jack. And uh, that's the end of that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's once again, that's our show. We are the Gamers Advocate. Um, we have we are trying to get a big push into social media. We have a Twitter page set up. We have a Facebook page set up. We have YouTube out there. Um, you can find us at, at Advocate Gamers. We had tried to get the Gamers Advocate, but right now someone who doesn't use it is taking that name. So we're attempting to get it. But for now, we're at Advocate Gamers. You could probably find us by searching for the Gamers Advocate. And once you find one of our social media, we link to every other thing, so it'll be pretty easy to find us. Um, Also, this episode, well, I'm sure you're hearing it, so it'll probably be on iTunes, but we are trying to get this on iTunes within the next couple days. And we hope to be there and hear your reviews and just may hopefully make this into something great. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Exactly. Have a safe turkey day. Enjoy everything. And... uh, Go Cowboys. Go Browns. (laughs) (laughs) For the Gamers Advocate, I'm Adam. And I'm Bill. I'm jumping in, Jack. (laughs) And we hope you have a great night. See you later. See ya.